Pastor Chuk Sogoye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg. Pastor Chooks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Hello, good evening. Welcome to another edition of our online masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. Tonight is episode number 58. I am so excited for the thoughts that the Lord put in my heart to share with us this evening all right if you've got your bible take it if you don't have a bible open your phone whatever and let's go to god's word lord bless your word tonight minister to somebody answer someone's question settle something in someone's life drop something in the mighty name of jesus that someone will leave this broadcast will hear this recording and the person will be blessed in jesus name amen all right genesis 32, we are dealing with the goodness of God. The goodness of God. Genesis chapter 32. I read at verse, verse 6. Then the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother Esau, and he, is, he also is coming to meet you. And 400 men are with him. Verse 7. So Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. And he divided the flock that were with him, the flocks and heads and camels, into two companies. And he said, if Esau comes to the one company and attacks it, then the other company which is left will escape. Then Jacob said, oh, my, oh God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, and the Lord who said to me, return to your country and to your family, and I will deal with you well, I will, I will deal well with you. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which you have shown your servant. For I crossed over this Jordan with my staff. And now I have two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. For I fear him, lest he come and attack me and the mother with the children. Okay. This is where we are picking it up from tonight. Jacob, we, we have been on this story for a few, a few days already. Jacob on, is on his way back from living with his uncle for the last 20 years. Uh, on the instruction of God, God told him it's time to leave. Go home. Go back. Go back to your father. Go back to, your land, to the land uh, of your father. So he's on his way back. And as he approached home, he says that he needed to send an emissary to go and meet his brother Esau. So those guys went to meet his brother Esau. And uh, they found Esau uh, getting ready to come and meet Jacob. And he had 400 men ready coming with him. I believe that it was not a very... Um, congenial uh, meeting that Esau was preparing for. Because the sense of the messengers that came back from Esau was that 
he is coming with 400 men. And they say that they communicated with Jacob was what made Jacob greatly afraid. So if, if Esau was nice to them and if Esau said, ah, I'm coming, I'm, I'm coming to bless my brother, I'm coming to hug my brother, oh wow, look at that, and, and they start you know, making preparation, the people wouldn't have come to communicate with to Jacob information that would cause Jacob to be afraid. The fact that Jacob became afraid and greatly distressed means that these people communicated to him uh, the hostility or, you know, what they sensed from Esau coming to meet him and 400 men with him, what, what, you know, what they communicated to Jacob caused fear and anxiety. And Jacob was in this situation where he was very, Bible said, greatly distressed, greatly distressed. And the question I want to ask tonight is, why is Jacob in this situation? This is a distressing situation. Why is Jacob in this situation? This very situation. Why? How, how has Jacob found himself in this situation? Let, I'll tell you what. We as children of God, we as believers, will often find ourselves in distressing situations. In trials, in difficulties, in challenges that create anxiety, in challenges that create stress, in, in situations that that leave us afraid, leave us feeling vulnerable, leave us feeling scared, uh, leaving, leaving us clueless, we don't know what to do, we are overwhelmed, we, you know, this is a situation that, you know, is either you've been there, or you are in there now, or you're going to be there. You know, this COVID situation has created, you know, distress for many people. People are losing their jobs, people have lost loved ones, so people are in this kind of situation. And the question we ask tonight is, why, why is Jacob in this situation? In other words, what makes believers come into a situation of stress? Into a situation where they feel vulnerable, they feel anxious, they feel fearful, they feel overwhelmed, they feel agitated. They, 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 you know, what creates this? Let me tell you what. If you look at this situation that Jacob is in now, you will see that, you know, people will say, no, God creates uh, uh, stressful situations to test people. Or, please, please, please. Look at this situation now. Did God create this situation? This situation that Jacob is inside, did God create this situation? No, God did not create this situation. This situation were, was created by two things. Jacob's deceit of his brother before now, and Esau's reaction to Jacob's behavior. That is what is creating this distress for Jacob. Can I tell you something? That our sin creates circumstances that bring adversity. Sometimes it's not our sin. It's the sin of the people around us. I've been on the road once and I, I witnessed an accident coming down on a hill. So I was on the top of the hill and I could see somebody lost control. Maybe they fell asleep or something. As I was seeing it, I was like maybe eight or nine cars behind from a hill. I could see everything happening. And, and this guy lost control and, you know, hit the, the divider on the highway. His car went over to the other side of the highway. My goodness. And it was, it was total, 
total disaster. Somebody's mistake creating untold hardship for other people. People lost their lives in that accident. It was terrible. It was terrible. So, sometimes our, our sins create problems, create trials, create adversity. The sin and the mistakes of the people around us create problems. Sometimes nobody's sin creates challenges. You know, there was a man, G, 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 the disciples of Jesus came to Jesus in John chapter 9 and said, who sinned that this man is born blind? Jesus said, nobody sinned. <laughs> this man is blind that the glory of God, that the work of God might be manifested, that the goodness of God can be showcased. So what am I saying? Trials, difficult situations, circumstances that create distress, that create anxiety, that create, you know, stress for people can be as a result of, you know, sin, the sin of the person involved, the sin of other people, and generally, the broken world we live in. The broken world we live in. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33, John chapter 16, verse 33, please put it up on, for me on the screen. John 16, verse 33, Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. You will have trials. You will have adversity. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Did you see Jesus' words? Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus is saying, cheer up. It didn't come from me. I have overcome. In the world, you will have stress. But I have overcome the world where stress is coming from. In, in other words, this stress didn't come from me. What came from me is victory. Victory. Victory over the stress is what is coming from me. So you may be in the world, and you say in the world you will have tribulation, you will have stress, you will have trials because the world is broken. But I have overcome that broken world. In other words, I, in me you can have peace. In me you can have joy. In me you can have well-being. So stay with me. That's what Jesus is saying. Because I have healed the brokenness in the world. I have overcome it. I have, I, have, I have transcended it. So you can live in my transcendence. Hallelujah. So, so trials and difficulties and adversities are a part of life in a broken world. Sin is in the world. Sometimes your own mistakes can create problems and create trials for you. Just like in this case, Jacob's mistakes. Jacob's but defect, like we talked about yesterday, Jacob's fear of lack, that, that inherent, deep-seated script of the fear of lack running in Jacob's life was what was creating the decisions he made that, you know, incensed his brother. And we don't know what was in the mind of Esau right here. He could have been coming home, you know, like I, I suggested, he could have been coming with hostility, and wanting to come and fight his brother, and that would be, you know, wrong on Esau's part because Esau should have forgiven him in twenty years. You can't carry a grudge for that long. It's not right. You should have forgiven his brother since God has already blessed him. He could have, should have forgiven his brother. So, so can you see what I'm saying here? So this situation of distress is is caused by Jacob's sin, Esau's sin, and like I said, sometimes. Nobody's sin. It's just broken world. So, 
ask another question. What did Jacob do to deal with the situation? How did he respond to the situation? The first thing that came to Jacob, the scheming Jacob, the, the, the conniving Jacob, the first thing that came to him was to use his conniving nature, his conniving character to try and figure a way for himself to come out of this. So, so he came up with a plan. The second thing that he did, which should have been the first thing to do, he decided to pray. So, so he resorted to his flesh, then he went back to his spirit. <laughs> he resorted to his flesh to come up with scheming and conniving and plan. And then he decided to pray. Now, can I suggest this, that when we face trials, when we face difficulties, when we face challenges, what we do first is to resort to the goodness of God. Is to is to look up to God for his goodness to pour out, for his goodness to overwhelm the badness that we are facing. Hallelujah. For his goodness to manifest and counter the consequences of the bad decisions we have made. We That's what we're supposed to do first. So when you find yourself in anxiety, when you find yourself stressed, don't, don't, don't start fighting. Don't start trying to use your head to come up with a strategy on how to respond to somebody. Go to God first. Let, that's the first thing you're supposed to do. Go to God first and let the peace of God overflow into your mind. If you're anxious, reach out to God and let his peace calm you down first. Because you see, we make bad decisions. See, listen, something is distressing to you. Okay? And then the first thing to do is to react out of the same brokenness that created the distress. Can't you see that it creates more distress? Ah, it creates more distress. It creates more problems for you. Because you are making the same decision from the same brokenness, from the same place of the, the same place of dysfunction. You are making this, you know, multiple decisions one on top of the other on the same error. So instead of allowing your anxiety to make you retort and challenge this person, why don't you allow your anxiety drive you to God and seek God and pray and pray before you open your mouth to say anything, before you make any decision, before you take any action, go to God in prayer. But this is the problem. Many times we allow the distress to make us act. So so your broken your brokenness and I'm not using brokenness in a positive way. Your brokenness created the problems. Now your brokenness is responding to the problems that your brokenness created. Can't you see that double negative is just increasing increasing things and making things bad? It's making things bad. Worse, actually. It's making things worse. So what you're supposed to do is to seek God. Is to press into God. Is to ask God for his help. To ask God for his goodness to manifest in this situation. His goodness, first of all, calm you down. His goodness, you see, the peace of God is an aspect of his goodness. Hallelujah. The peace of God is an aspect of his goodness. Just like the grace of God is an aspect of his goodness. And, and so when the goodness of God comes into your emotions, it will first of all calm you down and give you peace. Then you can hear God and you can receive divine wisdom on what to do, on how to respond. You are acting wisdom. But every time you act out of your insecurity, you create more problems. Every time you act out of your fears, you create more problems. Every time you act out of your stress, you create more problems for yourself. So don't do like Jacob to make faulty decisions from a broken place. 
Instead, make right decisions in the presence of God. Approach the God and receive help and say, God, what do I do in this situation? I, I am scared. I am stressed. What do I do in this situation? For somebody who is facing whatever you are facing, you know, COVID consequences that you are facing, why don't you go to God and say, God, you are my supplier. God, you are my peace. God, you are my healer. Hallelujah. What do I do? What steps should I take to reverse this situation? Because all things, God is able to make all things work together for your good. Because he's an absolutely good God. So he's able to turn this thing around. Why don't you reach out to him? You see, the problem is this, that when you think that God is the one sending the stress, you find that the, your faith is already undermined. You're, you can't go to God with boldness. When if, if some part of you is thinking God is the one who is sending this trouble, God is the one who is creating this distressing situation for me, how do you go back to the same God and you know receive help? You, you are going to shy away from him. You are going to run away from him. You are going to be angry at him. And there are many people who are angry at God for what God did not do. But Satan makes you think God did it so that you will misdirect your, your anger at God instead of directing it to the one who did it, which is the devil. The devil is behind all stress. You will use the brokenness of man, but he's behind it. He's, the, he's behind all bad things. His evil comes from him. So he will use the sin of man. He will use the brokenness of man as a channel to bring it into your life. But he is behind it. He is. He used the disobedience of man to bring stress. You know, I think of the, the, the people who were in the boat with Jonah. Jonah was in disobedience. Jonah was running away from God. But his disobedience opened the door for the, for, for the storm to come through. When you are outside the will of God, there are consequences for being outside the will of God. You can't say it's God. You can't. No, no, it's not God. There, there are consequences. There are blessings for being in the will of God. There are consequences for being outside of the will of God. It has to be so. And so when you are facing the consequences of being outside the will of God, don't say it's God. It's not God. He is not the one. It's your disobedience that puts you outside the parameters, uh, sorry, the perimeters of his blessing. His blessing has protection. His blessing creates a boundary for blessing. So, I mean, his, yeah, the, his blessing creates a boundary. Sorry, his will creates a boundary for his blessing to pour. His will creates a boundary for his blessing to shower on you. So when you are outside of his will, you are outside of the boundary of his blessing and... You can't say God sent a car to come and kill you or sent something. So, so in this situation that Jonah finds himself, the storm that arose in the, in the midst of the waters was not caused by God. It was Jonah's disobedience. What did God do? God instant, instead sent a whale to swallow Jonah. That whale was redemptive. Hallelujah. That's what God does. That whale, that, that big fish that came and swallowed Jonah was the redemptive mercy of God. Because when that whale swallowed Jonah, the Bible said Jonah was praying in the belly of the fish for three nights, three days and three nights. He was fasting. He was praying. The fish could not digest him. <laughs> and, and when he repented in the belly of the fish, the Bible said God made the fish to vomit Jonah and throw Jonah out into the same place that he refused to go. <laughs> that was redemptive, I'm telling you now, because it, it, how do I know it's redemptive? 
he would have needed to buy tickets. He would have needed to go back to, to the, the place where he was and buy a ticket to go there. God made it possible to, for him to arrive there by the first ticket he bought to go to Tarshish. He, he ended up arriving at Nineveh <laughs> by, by, by fish transport. He was transported in Bengal fish. That was redemptive. And, and, and that's the God we serve. The goodness of God will pick you up in the midst of the storm that your disobedience has brought you in. The goodness of God will pick you up. God will send a fish to, to catch you. Because if that fish did not swallow, that particular fish did not swallow Jonah, Jonah would have drowned. So that fish swallowed him to keep him alive, to give him an opportunity to repent. To give him an opportunity to repent. There's somebody here, you're listening to me right now. You are in the belly of the fish. God sent a fish to swallow you and you're in this place where it seems like there's no progress, where it seems like you are locked in in a jail. Please, can I tell you what is going on? You are in that place because God is giving you an opportunity to make peace, to repent, to reconcile with him, to, to make, a, make up your mind like Job made up your mind, I'm going to obey you. Like Job made up his mind, I'm going to obey you. God is saying to you, obey me and you're going to see the miracle of God. When Jonah made up his mind that he was going to obey God, the fish threw him out <laughs> into the land of Nineveh. And he arrived there. Hallelujah. So, you may be in the belly of the fish right now. If you will repent and say, God, I'm sorry for what I did. The Spirit of God has been working on you. There's no need to fight with God. There's no need to struggle. There's no need to be stubborn. I don't know who you are, but the Spirit of God is telling me to tell you, there's no need to struggle. You need to just yield to God. Repent. And you will see the miracle of God. This fish will put you where you're supposed to be. Hallelujah. Jonah was supposed to be at Nineveh. His disobedience was going to take him to Tarshish. But the redemption, the redemptive power of God brought him to the place where he's supposed to be. I declare you're going to be in the place where you're supposed to be. I declare that the hand of God is coming to lift you and position you in the place where you are supposed to be in the name of Jesus. You will arrive at the place where you're supposed to be. Hallelujah. So, I want you to seek God. Maybe you are in disobedience. But the goodness of God wants to fish you out. The goodness of God wants to help you. The goodness of God wants to relocate you and reposition you where you're supposed to be. Are you, are, are you going to allow the goodness of God? Are you going to continue to struggle? Are you going to continue to argue with God? Are you going to continue to be stubborn? Or are you going to yield to the Spirit of God and let Him help you get you where you are supposed to be? Hallelujah. So, seek God. That was what Jacob did. Jacob sought God through the night. In, in the place of prayer, he had a revelation. It was actually an angel that followed him and manifested as a man through the night. That's the mercy of God. That's the goodness of God. You see, Jacob called on the goodness of God. Let me tell you something about Jacob. Jacob is like the average believer. You see, Jacob had his issues. Jacob had his fear of lack that made him steal, that made him cheat. Even from the womb, he had that fear. He had it. But 
<laughs> Jacob also knew the goodness of God. So what did Jacob do now that he's stressed? He did the wrong thing first, but eventually did the right thing. So he went to God. He began to pray to God. And began to ask God for his help. Because he knew that God is an absolutely good God. And the goodness of God was going to manifest for him. He knew that. I want to ask you today, do you know? Do you have confidence in the goodness of God? Do you have confidence that the goodness of God will come through for you? In that situation... Let me tell you something tonight that will bless you. God desires God desires and wants to help you achieve victory in the midst of the current trial. In the midst of the current difficulty. Whatever it is that you're facing. The adversity you're facing right now. God wants to help you achieve victory. God wants to help you achieve victory. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. Let's read that scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Chapter 2, not chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Okay. Let me, let me read it. If you find it, just put it up on the screen for me. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Like, Alright. But now, thanks... Be to God who leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us, diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. That's where I'm going to. Always leads us in triumph. Always. God wants you to have victory all the time. Do you know that is an aspect of his goodness? He wants you to triumph. Even in the midst of the stress and the distress and the pain you are in. God wants you to triumph. God wants you to triumph. He wants to give you victory. Let me give you another scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. He wants to give you victory. Show it to me. He says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus. He wants to give you victory even in the current distress. So, why don't you agree with him so that victory can come? Can I declare he wants to give you victory over that sickness? Over that pain in your body? Over that pain in your marriage? Over that pain in your finances? Over that pain in whatever area of your life? He wants to give you victory! What is victory? Victory means that the pain is gone. Hallelujah. Victory means that the pain is defeated. Victory means that your position is brought to the ground. God wants to give you victory. You're going to believe it. Because when you think that God is the one giving you the trouble, how are you going to ask him for victory? He can't give you the trouble and give you victory. No. He gives you victory only. He doesn't give you the trouble. Troubles don't, it's not from him. The enemy is the one who sends the troubles, but God is the one who sends the victory. Hallelujah. The enemy is the one who sends the troubles, but God is the one who sends the victory. But he said, but God allows it. Come on. How do you say that? Can God... <laughs> I've dealt with that issue of allow in a previous episode. I can't remember which one. But I've dealt with the issue of allow. You cannot say that God allows something that he cannot disallow. <laughs> Could God have stopped it? If the answer is no, then he couldn't have allowed it. And if God could have stopped it and he didn't stop it, then he's wicked. 
If God could have stopped it and he didn't stop it, and he had the power to stop it, but he didn't stop it, then he's wicked. But it's not God. Our God is an absolute God. Bible says God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. First John chapter 1 verse 5. Bible says there's no evil in God. He's absolutely good. So, evil comes from the devil. Good comes from God. Hallelujah. Let's say it together. Evil comes from the devil. Good comes from God. At all times, nothing evil comes from God. Good comes from God. So, let me tell you something tonight. Let me leave you with something. Impossibilities and adversities. Trials. Difficult situations, hard times. Listen to this. Impossibilities and adversities are not supposed to break you. They are not supposed to kill you. They are not supposed to break you. They are not supposed to. Not in capital. They are not supposed to. They are nothing but opportunities for God to break records. <laughs> for God to break records. I declare that medical records are being broken. Doctors say this cannot be done. God is doing it for you in the name of Jesus. Lawyers say this cannot be done. God is doing it for you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Economists say, bankers say this cannot be done. But God is doing it for you. Isn't it the same God that opened the Red Sea and caused a highway to be, to be made in the midst of the Red Sea for his people? Isn't it the same God that turned water into wine? Isn't it the same God that made food to show up in the wilderness? Isn't this, oh my goodness, the same God is alive yesterday, today, and forever. He is still a miracle working God. He is still a God with whom nothing shall be difficult. Nothing shall be impossible. Bible says to him that believes, all things are possible. All things are possible. And I'm saying it to you today. The, the, the experts in human, in human uh, 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 sciences, uh, experts in medical sciences, experts in legal arts and legal things can tell you what they want to tell you. But I'm telling you now what the word of God says. With the good God that you serve, nothing shall be possible. With the good God that you serve, nothing shall be impossible. Oh, I declare to somebody, you are receiving a restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. A thousand times what you lost. Oh, I speak restoration to somebody right now. A thousand times of what you lost in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, and God restored unto Job all that he had lost. God is restoring to you. That's the goodness of God. The enemy might have brought the sickness to Job, but God gave him back all that he lost and plus more, plus more. That's the good God we serve. Oh, Father, we thank you because you are an absolutely good God and you are, even in this situation, restoring that which the enemy had broken, that the enemy has touched in the life of my brother, in the life of my sister. I give you praise for the power of God to restore in the mighty name of Jesus. So impossibilities are nothing but opportunities for God to break records through you and manifest his goodness. So if you're in a difficult situation right now, God wants to turn it around. Jacob was in a difficult situation. He created him distress. He created him so much stress. Jacob was under stress. He was so afraid. But do you know, after Jacob spent the night in prayer, after, after Jacob locked in on with God and wrestled through the night and he said to that angel, 
And, and, and Jane just said in the morning, let me go. Allow me to go. And Jacob said, you ain't going nowhere. You got to bless me. You got to say something. You got to speak to me. You got to say something. You, you got to open your mouth and say something. And the angels changed his name. That change of name was a change of character from the inside. <laughs> it was a, a removal of that bad defect. I declare to somebody that a change is coming at the DNA, at the, at the DNA level, at the root level of who you are. I speak to the core of your being now in the name of Jesus and I correct whatever the enemy has, has broken, whatever the enemy has faulted in your life. I correct it by the power of God. Right now in the name of Jesus, at the root of your being, I speak healing that which you had malfunctions that which had malfunction that which is getting a malfunctioning an ongoing malfunction in your life i speak right now you are healed in the name of jesus it's corrected in the name of jesus the angel of the lord spoke a blessing i speak a blessing i stand as a messenger of god i speak a blessing in your life i speak correction in your life i speak restoration in your life i declare that whatever it is you lost before now god has given back to you a thousand times in the name of jesus for your shame you receive double hallelujah for your shame you receive double in the name of jesus so how do we overcome when we are in a distressed situation? We reach out to God for his goodness. We reach out to God for his goodness. We reach out to God for his victorious right hand. His victorious right hand. His miracle working power. It is a manifestation of his goodness. We reach out and say, God, show your hand on my behalf. God, show your finger on my behalf manifest yourself show why you are god let your miracle turn around when jonah began to pray in the belly of the fish the miraculous hand of god began to manipulate that fish and direct that fish to drop him where he's supposed to be i declare somebody today that situation that has swallowed your money that situation that has swallowed your joy that situation that has swallowed your marriage that situation that has, my goodness i speak to that situation to release you where you're supposed to be in the name of jesus everything you lost i command it to be restored unto you in the mighty name of jesus everything you lost is being restored unto you now in the mighty name of jesus so, this is where you got to know the goodness of God. That's why these teachings are so critical. You got to ingest them and imbibe them and allow them to format your heart. God is good towards you. So, so in this season, he says, come unto me boldly. You may have failed. Hear me, child of God. You may have failed. You may have, may have made some stupid mistakes, but God says, come to me boldly. I'm going to help you. Oh, I don't know who you are, but I sense a prophetic moment right here. God says, come to me, and I'm going to help you. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to rescue you. I'm going to turn this situation around. Come boldly. Stop running away from God. Come boldly to him. Stop running away from your God. Come boldly to him. He said, I will restore. I will fix this thing for you. I don't know who you are, but God is standing there with outstretched hands and saying, come, I will restore you. Come, I will uphold you. Come, I will turn this thing around. Come, let me help you. Let me help you. Let me open the Red Sea for you to cross. <laughs> Let me open the Red Sea for you to cross. Let me make a way for you where there seems to be no way. In the mighty name of Jesus. Alright. 
My time is telling me my time is almost there. So let me round up. The Bible says in Psalm 27, please, turn there with me. Let me round up. Psalm 27, verse 13. It's a scripture that I have been around since I've been teaching on the goodness of God. Uh Psalm 27, it says, I would have lost hearts unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You may be at the place where you are almost losing heart. I want you to know the goodness of God is available to help you. Don't, don't lose heart. God is there. <laughs> don't lose heart. I know you feel overwhelmed and this situation has dragged for long and you feel overwhelmed. But can I tell you something? The goodness of God. The goodness of God. For your shame, you sh- I will give you double. Because it has lasted this long, the miracle, the, the restoration will be that big. Hallelujah. Because it has lasted this long, the manifestation of the restoration will be that big. That's the God we serve. His goodness is awesome on your behalf. So if a person does not believe strongly in the absolute goodness of God towards them, they will not be able to confront the adversity appropriately with victory as an outcome. They will not be able to. And that's what the enemy wants you to do, to, to, to believe that you cannot win in this situation. But I'm saying to you, do not lose heart. God's goodness is available. There's a store. There's a store of God's goodness about to pour out for you, about to show, show forth for you, to help you. If you're only going to reach out to God. Jacob did. And guess what? The situation turned around. In the morning, the, the man that he expected to fight him, the man that he expected to attack him, the man he was scared of, embraced him. The man embraced him. The man loved him. Instead of attack, he got love. The Bible said, Jacob saw the face of God in the face of Esau. God has been good to Jacob. God has been merciful to Jacob. God can be kind to Jacob. God, Jacob has seen the hand of God. But guess what? In this situation... <laughs> Jacob saw the face of God in the face of Esau. I'm saying to somebody, if in this season you are going to see the face of God in the midst of the place where you saw adversity, in the midst of the place where you anticipated hatred, in the midst of the place where you anticipated uh, opposition, you're going to see the favor of God. You're going to see the mercy of God. You're going to see the hand of God. They're going to phone you to say, the debt is cancelled. They're going to phone you to say, the job is restored. They're going to phone you to say the interview has been granted. They're going to phone you to say the promotion has been approved. They're going to call you to say that the proposal has been granted. Where you expected, you know, things not to have gone well before, good things are coming. Because the face of God, when you press in in your closet to seek the face of God, you will see the face of God in that difficulty. Child of God, you will see the face of God in that difficulty. Let me close by saying this. God is not going to allow you to be tested beyond what you can bear. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. The Bible says that he is able to make a way for you. With that temptation, with that trial, with that difficulty, he has a way of escape already. With that situation, hear me now, doctors may say, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, but with that situation, there's a way of escape in your health. You've got to believe it. In that legal situation, you've got to believe it. In that relationship with your husband or with your wife or with anybody with a business associate, you got to believe it. There's a way of escape. There is always a way of escape. That's the goodness of God. 
The goodness of God makes a way of escape. There's a way of escape. You're not trapped that you can't come out. I'm telling you now, child of God, there's a way to escape. God has made a way to escape. You've got to believe him and you will see a manifestation of the way that God has made. The goodness of God is coming through for you in this season. I prophesy the overflow of the goodness of God in your life. In the name of Jesus. I'm done for tonight. I'm done. You are there. You do not know Jesus. You've been running away and you've been rebellious. Well, tonight is an opportunity for you to yield to God where you are and say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I am, I am sorry that I've been running away. I am sorry that I've been rebellious. I want you to help me. I want your hand to come through. I want your mercy to pour, pour out for me. I want, oh yes, I do want you. And when you pray that prayer, God will, God will hear you where you are. And, and I want you um, to contact us if you want help from us. If you want prayer from us, we are here for you. That's, that's what we, God has called us to, to stand on his behalf and minister to the people. That's all we live for. That's all, what we do. So we are here for you to pray for you. So if you like prayer, we, 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 we are happy to pray for you. Send us a message on the number on the screen, plus 2781-421-0835. Plus 2781-421-0835. That's the number to reach us. If you like this message as an audio format, maybe you want to forward it to a friend. Maybe you want to listen to it again. Just send us a message on WhatsApp. Please send me this message as an audio format, and we'll be happy to send it to you. And so that you can just, you know, send it to everybody. If you watched us by Facebook... Please like our Facebook page and share this file, share this, this teaching and let somebody around you be blessed by it. If you watch by YouTube, the same thing, you know, subscribe to our channel, click the notification button uh, so that you can receive, you know, things when we put them up, you get an automatic notification and you know that things have been put up, fresh things have been put up. Every day, fresh word is coming on this channel. Fresh, fresh, fresh manner. That encourages you, that, that strengthens you, that empowers you to go forward, that, that opens the, the power of God and the help of God and the mercy of God. Can I tell you something? God is working through this broadcast. I am getting testimonies from all over the place. People, God is touching people's lives. God is encouraging people. People are receiving miracles. Things are happening in people as they are listening to me. Angels are working. Angels are working. So, so you want to receive these up, you know, uploads as we put them up that you, so that your life can just move forward. Hallelujah. If you don't have a local assembly or you're, you're not getting the message of the goodness of God in the church where you're going, it's time to change. After this COVID, you've got to move. You've got to, you've got to surround yourself with the goodness of God. You can join our church. Our church is online. Online is our first platform right now. So you can join and send a message on that same number and say, I want to be an official member of this church. And every day you can join us via your device, your telephone, your iPad, your television screen, whatever it is that you used to watch. You can join us. There's a broadcast teaching every day that will build you. You, you become a mature believer. We have prayer meetings, family meetings on Thursday via Zoom. You can be part of that and, and just become a part of a community. Of believers in this COVID, no, we're not meeting physically, we are meeting digitally, and so you can be part of it anywhere you are in the world. You can be part of our church on Sundays. We, we know, word of God is preached, 
And then on, on Thursdays, we meet on, via Zoom. We can see other people, other members of the community. So you, 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 you are really covered in this season. And every day, Monday to Friday, teachings are coming through. <laughs> These things, there's no better midweek service. This powerful word is coming to every day. If you tune in and allow these things to feed you, you're going to watch yourself grow. This is your opportunity to make a change. This opportunity to embrace what God is doing in your life. Stop struggling. Stop struggling. Embrace what God is doing in your life. And, and let the goodness of God begin to manifest. Good night. I continue tomorrow with episode number 59. Tomorrow, understanding the goodness of God. I love you. I'm happy to pray for you. If you would like to send a message, we will pray for you. God bless you. See you tomorrow. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.